Hey, I'm Carla. I'm Amber, and welcome to the Thinking Out Loud podcast. We're good friends who are as different as we are alike. But more than that, we're co-conspirators in creating this platform where we think deeply about the complexities of life and just try to make sense of it all. Our goal is to take you along with us as we level up in every area of our lives. What do we mean by level up? Simply put, it's maximizing our current situations in a way that feels like a power shift. It starts with a great conversation, a shift in mindset, followed by intentional action. We never know what life has in store, but it's nothing a real conversation can't help. And when two friends don't hold back, things get pretty interesting. So come on and think out loud with us. We'll make you laugh. We might make you cry, but we will always make make you think. Hey guys, it's Carla. And it's Ambro. Welcome to Thinking Out Loud with Carla and Ambro. We are back. We are back. We are back. For another episode, um, a lot of Thinking Out Loud between the two of us. And you're going to get a lot today because it's Saturday morning. And that's important because a lot of times we record in the evening. After work. Mostly after I've worked. Sometimes after Ambro's work, but after I so. You know, we're a little bit tired and, and you know, had all the things that happened yeah. during the day. But on a Saturday morning, we're fresh. Had just woke coffee. up, had a little coffee. And I don't know what Amber had looked like, some whipped cream or something in hers. Mm, sugar, I don't know what sugar, that was. Sugar. So she's on a sugar high. So you're going to get a lot <laughs> from us this morning. Maybe more than you want to have. But that's how we oh, do. Yeah. Shout out to our Taka fans yes. and uh, community you're going to come up with a cute name or something for I you think guys. Talkaland is it. Talkaland. I like it. I like it. I, I, we've been, you know, it's been running for a few episodes now. Yeah. And it is a real thing because I now get feedback every week, either on social media. Thank you guys who go on Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram. Yes. And say what you liked about the show, what you didn't like about the show, how you feel about certain points that we made. It lets us know that you're listening. Yes. And you're thinking and you're talking. Absolutely. But I also get personal texts from personal friends who are uh, very supportive. And when I say supportive, doesn't mean that they always agree either. They'll oh, say, yeah, absolutely. I don't know about, I don't know about, again, hey, Reggie. Hey, <laughs> because Reggie. he always gives us a thorough critique of what we've talked about. But we appreciate it because we're trying to grow. We're trying to get better at this. And yeah. I think we are. Every Every week we're getting better. We are. Send us some thoughts about what you want to hear. Please, y'all what you help want us to talk with about. content. Yeah, um, it, something that just needs to be talked about that people are not talking about. Um, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, bring it up. Don't matter what it we'll is. We'll stir. We'll stir the pot. We do that well. We do. We do that well. We're here. <laughs> you little pot stirrer, you. <laughs> we are here <laughs> to stir the pot once again. We're going to go in a whole different direction than what we've been doing the last few weeks. We've done a lot of relationship stuff, a lot of submission, a lot of marriage, a lot of not what you post, a lot of um, married people treating single people like they're second class citizens and that they want a prize for being married, though their marriages are not as they suggest. We talked about a lot of that stuff. Today, we want to talk about something um, to awaken you socially because we are well-rounded. 
We talk about all things and what you know about us. If you listen to us from the beginning or if you know us personally, you know that Amber over here I am. is the social activist over here. She is Angela Davis slash Rosa Parks. Aspire to be them both. Yes. I just um, need to go to jail a couple of times. What's her <laughs> name? Uh, our Maxine Waters mm-hmm. and, and all of those. Uh, Corey politi- Bush. All of those political Starters. See, I don't know some of those. Yes. But anyway, she is very uh in tune and her ear is to the ground of social and my feet social are on the ground. her feet. My and voice her ear. is in the air. And um I will say that she loves it. She turns completely on when it comes to uh being uh a participator in social justice uh initiatives. And I think it's great. Again, we say at the beginning of our podcast, we are as different as we are alike, mm-hmm. which is the greatness of uh, thinking out loud with Carla and Amber, because we are so different. However, a lot of things we think the same way, but our operation of it is, is different. It's very different. Yeah. Amber is very much uh, she is out there protesting. She's attending the rallies. She's um, starting the rallies. She's uh, <laughs> forming the rallies. She is I'm in doing voter the, registration drives. Yes, I'm registering voters. I am um, a little bit more behind the scenes. I feel as strongly as she does about most things in the uh, social um, arena. However, you, you're probably not going to see me protesting mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. However, I think there's a place for all of us. And it then is. she's going to lead this conversation, but I'm just getting my stuff out, out here. Um, I think there's a place for all of us. And if you're not the person to get out and protest, though, I did a little bit of protesting. Yeah, we've been out there together. Yeah, I took my youth ministry out uh, to not not necessarily protest, but to we made signs and demonstrate. demonstrated yeah. back when Black Lives Matter uh, was really um, uh, at the forefront earlier in 2020. And we just wanted to do our part to let our city and the world know that we were awake and we knew what was going on and we, we wanted to show our support and I wanted to show our youth that you have to be active. You have to use your voice in ways that are productive. Mm -hmm. And so we did our own little demonstration out. And so we did that. And then I, I attended a few, but my sister over here was up and down the street. Do you hear me? In Washington. I just came back from Austin, Texas this week. We protested at the Capitol on Thursday. Yeah. She's going to talk about that. I am more the person who, um, like Amber's probably the person going to get taken to jail. Yep, that's for me. protesting. I'm gonna be the she one to get her out. out. <laughs> exactly. I got you. I'm it not gonna let you parties. stay in there. It's I'm like, coming to get you. You know when you protest, that it, it's rules, and you write on your body numbers of people to call in case you lose your things. Just know that. Carla is always I'm, I'm, on my arm with I'm, her, her I'm, phone number and her name because that's who we need to call. I'm going to get you out. But <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm probably not going to be the one to go to jail. I, I don't think I would do well. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm definitely coming to get that's you, right. sister. I'm not going to do well for long. That's why I'm calling you immediately. <laughs> right. Right. I talk about some more things related to that of ways that you can support if you're not that person who has boots on the ground. You're not that vocal person. You're not going to say a whole lot for whatever reasons. And you, whatever reasons, that's your reason. You don't have to explain to anyone. 
But there is a part that all of us can play right. to get our voices heard. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. But I want um, I want to turn it over. We're going to talk about voting, um, voting rights, uh, voting, uh, supp- voter suppression, all things related to the big uproar that's happening in our state. And yeah, we live in Texas, we live in Texas. Um, our country at large and really the world. So many um, countries are kind of going through revolutions of they their own. They are. And it all comes down to people having right, uh, just basic rights yeah. and, and being able to gear, lend their voice to a conversation and people who continually want to silence that voice. That's that's the premise of it all. But today we're going to talk specifically about voting and voter suppression and what it means and just that whole thing. But yeah. I wanted Amber to uh, say whatever she's about to say and then talk about her experience uh, in Austin recently. Yeah. So as Carla said, we all know what voter suppression is a strategy used to influence the outcome of an election by discouraging or preventing specific groups of people from voting. So since the uh, 2020 November election, 17 states of 50, 17 states have passed restrictive voting laws. 17. I, I bet I, I haven't done the research you've done, but I bet I so can guess about 10 of those. States. 48 of the states have proposed uh, laws. So only two states in the whole country, which are. Uh, Delaware and somewhere else like Delaware and Vermont. Those are the only two states who haven't attempted to alter any of the voting laws in the country since 2020, since the 2020 election. Hmm. Wonder, wonder why this uproar with all of a sudden changing voter. um, Okay. Direction. Go ahead. Yeah, let's keep. Yeah. (laughs) So I think we all know. We know. So this is a direct result of. Um, former President Trump claiming that there was voter fraud in the 2020 election, which he believes altered and many of his supporters believe that altered him from becoming president. And although some voter fraud has been found nowhere in the country, has it been significant enough to to change the election? So this is something that people need to hear and understand Voter fraud does not have the power to change an election because there's not enough. The numbers are too small, but voter suppression does and will and has. Yes. Changed elections. And the the reason. Yeah. Let's be let's be frank about it. And the reason that we know that this is such a big deal, because 17 states have actively Yes. Passed laws to restrict a specific group. Okay, let's talk about the specific group. It's non-white people. So that's black, brown, Latino, any minority group. Asian. Asian. It specifically targets these groups from voting because. Native Americans. Native Americans. Most times these groups don't vote in a line alignment with what. GLP wants. Okay. I don't know how to be any clearer than that. True. Now, let me say this. Let me say this. Let me give this disclaimer. We are not here to promote any party. (laughs) Silence for my partner over here. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. We are not here 
to vilify or praise any party. Now, people ask me, are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? My answer, and I'm sure my my uh, my uh, sister over here, her answer is very different. I don't consider myself to be either. I consider myself to be an independent. The reason I say that is because I listen to what I listen to your talk and I watch her walk and Mm -hmm. I decide then who I'm going to vote for according to that. And I could care less who you are affiliated with. Mm -hmm. I really I really could care less. I'm, I'm being honest. I am for whoever is for the good of the people and suggest in their conversation that that is what they are. And then their behavior supports that. Mm -hmm. That is who I'm for. So I would say generally we are not now. The facts are the facts are the facts. And that's that's what I was going to say. So we're not here to say, you know, GOP is wrong. The Democrats are great or vice versa. We're not here to battle that to that's a whole nother day. Yeah. (laughs) But what what I will say about this and I'm gonna let you continue, Amber, is that I'm going to give a lot of things from history. And Amber has done some research on what's happening now. And all of this is rooted in so it's yeah. not our opinion. It's not what we think. It's not what we, when 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 it's about what I think. I'll say yeah. this is what I think. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you for for sure. I'm going to tell you what I think. We know, <laughs> and you will too. I don't know yeah. why you're trying to. No, give me I'm not shade. being funny. I'm saying yeah. we know. I'm go- I'm going to give my opinion for sure. But what I am going to give you is fact that you can google that you can yes. research that you can read about and the facts are the facts they are and you can't mess with you can't you can't i mean you can but it's you it, can it it is it, still the it, fact it the is fact. what it is and i will say and i'm gonna repeat at the end of the show for all of the people who you know you you're christian and you you know you you know you have relationship with God and you say all of these wonderful things then you should be for what is right, That's right. and not what is beneficial to a certain group not not along political lines because in my eye, right is just right That's and right. I, and wrong is just wrong and i don't care who you voted for who where you align politically if you are a blood bought christian and believe in Christian values and you speak of and repeat and, and suggest that you live by biblical principles, then when it's wrong, it should be wrong. And when it's right, it should be right. And you should call that crap out for what it is. Period. Go on. That was good. So I I don't even have to make a disclaimer (laughs) because she disclaimed it, but I do want to say that I'm not here to, um, bash anyone i'm just telling you what research is telling me so you know okay so let me let me take you back to history and then uh let amber talk about what's going on today because she had she she just told me some things that yeah sound about right Mm -hmm. anyway so um the post construction uh reconstruction era which occurred in 1877 um, at that point, um, that was a time when uh, slavery, uh, they, uh, we finally decided that it was not a good idea or some did. However, Jim Crow laws were put in place that basically separate but equal, which really was not. Um, 
11 Confederate states really um, lived up under these Jim Crow, 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 Jim Crow laws. Uh-huh. Interesting which states those are. My guess is it's going to be a lot of the same states yeah. you're about to name. Those would be Alabama, uh, Arkansas, Georgia, Florida, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, and Virginia. Mm-hmm. Those are the states who really basically um, were um, utilizing Jim Crow laws to keep us, quote unquote, big air quotes, separate but equal. But really, we were just separate yeah. and unequal. Okay. And then civil right, the Civil Rights Act of 1957, uh, government... Um, could enforce laws prohibiting the denial of voting rights and establish the civil rights division of the justice system. So things started turning around about 1957. Okay. Yeah. Uh, The civil rights act of 1960, um, again, established the justice department civil rights act of 1964 basically said you can't discriminate against race, color, religion, Mm -hmm. national origin. The big win or when the doors finally were open was Voting Rights Act of 1965. Mm -hmm. Now, this is really important. Open my eyes. (laughs) I did not know. I did not know. But they say if you want, you know, hide something, put it in a book for people. And but if you want to. But readers are definitely leaders. So the Voting Rights of 1965 restored and protected the voting rights by the federal government, government, meaning states couldn't go in and change voting laws without um, the Supreme Court looking at it and making and ensuring that there were no biases or any type of discriminatory activity involved. Yes. So you couldn't just go and do whatever. In your own state. Yes. And all of that was bipartisan. The the law was renewed. the la- um it was renewed up until 2006 even in let's see 1982 Ronald Reagan uh renewed the uh law and it continued to be enforced uh-huh. and so it enjoyed bipartisan support yeah. for yeah. years up until 2008 wonder what happened in 2008 hmm. let me see so in 2008 the first the electorate was the most diverse it has ever been which is probably well it, it is not pr- probably representative of how our country who our country is it's a diverse country yeah it was the most diverse the electoral college i mean electorate had ever been and the united states elected its first african american president mm-hmm. in barack obama yes i'm the silence for a moment <laughs> Mm-hmm. And after 2008, then an uproar began basically saying, we can't let this happen again. again. Let's start doing some things to put things in place. 2010, 2011, a particular party went on a strong effort. I was going to talk about that. To gain all everything, the governor seats that they could get, the uh, the um. Um, but con- congressional seats that they could get everything that you could get to stop this from happening again. ever again. And in 2013, um, I'm sorry, I lost my um it's my okay. court case. But anyway, um, the Supreme Court 
um, supported Shelby County in Alabama and basically turned it over where they put the ability to um, direct the voter activity back into the hands of the state. So it basically reversed. It reversed everything the Civil that the Rights Voting Act, Act of 1965. It reversed all of that. Yep. Put it in the hands of the states. And so mm-hmm. now the individual states can do whatever they want. So if they want to close that's a the, polling right. um, place, if probably, they only want to have two million uh, boxes in a city yes. that has hundreds of thousands of people. Yes. And if they can you, yeah. also stop you from dropping your mail ballots out yeah. at their box at a certain time. And if you want to purge voting rolls yes. whenever you want to, if you want to change the, the district lines, yes. gerrymandering, then you can do that. And no, there's no oversight from the federal government. Huge. This was 2013. Mm-hmm. And so here we are. In 2021. In 2021, feeling the effects because now the federal government has nothing to say. And I know these people who who say, well, that's good because we don't want big government. We don't want, well, you got little government doing yeah. big government, little government, either way. And everybody needs an uh, overseer. Yeah. They need to be held accountable by someone higher than them who really doesn't gain anything, have anything to win or lose. Right. There should be some ticks and balances, which is supposedly how our founding fathers wrote it. Uh, but the ones who wrote about being yeah, three yeah. fifths of them. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Those yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It was written into the con- uh, the Constitution <laughs> to um to basically keep people um um under um, but we won't talk about that. But go on, okay. So that that was my history lesson. So remember that Voting Rights Act of 1965, mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah. <laughs> all important dates. 2011. 20, that was right before 2011, the election. And then 2013 when Shelby County in Alabama got it all reversed that the Supreme Court. So think about that, people. When you don't care who's on the Supreme Court because that doesn't affect you. Yeah. Mm, it, it does. does. <laughs> Go ahead. It does. Um, so basically we are just going to talk about um, some of the laws that have been passed in since 2020. And let's think about who, who those laws affect and how they're affected. And then we can discuss Absolutely. maybe why we wouldn't want this particular, um, this particular group of people to vote. But it's, it's really petty like as I think about it and I read about it and I learn about it I hear about it and I'm watching CNN it, it's just so minute like I don't even understand why somebody would go through these things to stop something so which seems minute but I guess it was with I guess it lets you know that it's not minute but things such as not being allowed to give people water and snacks as they stand in long lines to vote um, sometimes people have had to stand in line for eight hours in order to be able to vote in this last election. And a part of one of the organizations that I'm in, and even not even an organization, at one point in this last election, it was just me and my children. We went out and we handed water, uh, granola bars, breakfast to people who had to stand in long lines. A lot of times it was older people who shouldn't have been out of there, who shouldn't have been out there anyway. 
considering we were in a pandemic, but they were in such fear because of all of the things that were being said that their mail-in ballots would not count. So they were willing to risk their lives to get out and vote. So why would we want somebody to be famished? Why would we want somebody to possibly fall out? Why wouldn't we want to make sure that people who are exercising their right to vote aren't safe as they're doing it? Like, what about that? Why does that need to be bothered? Why aren't you out there supplying water? Why is that even a law? Why is that (laughs) a thing? Yes. Also, on Sunday mornings, we're talking about Texas here. They want to restrict people from voting between before 1 p.m. This is because it's a thing in the African-American community to do souls on souls to the polls on Sunday. And they get in vans or carpools and go in big lines and they go vote on Sundays after church. Mm -hmm. But you can't do that if these laws had passed, if the Dems hadn't walked out. These laws will be passed and you wouldn't be able to do that. So the question that everybody's asking is, why do you want to, why do you pick Sunday before 1 p.m. <laughs> to restrict voting? Interesting. Like, what is the point? How can that be explained? Or, okay, you know, you have the whole mail-in ballot or drop boxes. So they want to shorten the time. These boxes should be open. I could drop my ballot off if I work overnight. I can just drop my my ballot off. But these, they want to shut the the drop boxes. Nobody is here at these boxes. They want to shut them down at an earlier time. And if anybody drops anything after a certain amount of time, or the boxes are unlocked, because I believe they lock them, then you're fined a significant amount of money. So again, a person who sleeps during the day, right? possibly works at night, Poss- yeah. it's, it's affecting. They want to um, shorten early voting which most, makes no sense to me most african-american people participate in early voting so instead of it being two weeks they want it to be one week which again no one can give you a an explanation other than well they're not going to say this of course but that's when most african-americans vote so because what even if you are worried about um um Voter fraud. One week versus two weeks, you have less. I mean, I'm trying to think through why that shorting, shortening it a week. How is that going to if it's a fraud, they're going to be a fraud within that week. Yeah. Is my thought. But yeah. Yeah. Go and ahead. they want to, you know, we have these things called poll watchers and you have partisan poll watchers. So I work the polls every election. I'm normally an election worker versus a poll watcher. So you have so many. Um, poll watchers from each party but you're really not supposed to interact um, because you don't want anybody to feel intimidated or any of those things so they are trying to empower partisan poll watchers which can be intimidating normally a poll watcher sits at the front and they kind of look around if they see something they think is fishy they'll alert one of us and kind of like hey you know uh, discreetly like the person doesn't see it but it's it's kind of, for me, an intimidation tactic because sure. if I know that you are with a particular party, then I want to, I don't want you near me. I don't want you to see who I'm voting for just because I may 
feel. Can you tell who what party these dirty. people support? Do they have something on them? They don't. No, they don't have okay. anything on them. But I know because I I know. Yeah, you know. I'm just saying, if I walked yeah. in there, would I know that this is a a? Would I know this is a poll watcher? And b? Would I know what party they represent? No. I guess okay. you wouldn't. And then it, it was a big thing for Houston, Texas this past year. Huge. Yeah. And it, it actually, um, the drive through voting, which was 24 hours. And which I didn't even know existed. Yeah. I wish I had known. So they want to completely <laughs> prohibit drive through voting and 24 hour voting. And the, the thing for that is the number was something to the likes of 38,000 people participated in this. Mm-hmm. And um, majority of them were black and Latino. So, that was more people that participated collectively in early voting. Sure. So they were saying how this was such um, an avenue to allow people to vote and to feel safe because, again, we were in the middle of a pandemic. So they want to completely shut that down. But if it was something that was successful and it allowed people to vote, did you find any voter fraud in that particular, because, you know, the, the locations were limited. And if you did, again, was it enough to change anything about the election? So if you see that something is allowing 38,000 people to vote. Sure. And they felt safe and secure about voting. Why does anybody want to stop that? Why is that something that you don't hmm. want to allow? And again, it was mostly participated in by black and Latino voters. So the thing is, they say that these laws are for everybody, which they are because they apply to everybody. If if it's shut down, if these things are changed, of course it affects everybody. But the thing is, it disproportionately affects a specific group of people yes. more than others. Yes. So back in the day, they had poll tax and uh, yeah. literacy tests to disenfranchise people from voting because obviously the slaves were not educated. So some of them could not read. And of course, most of them didn't have a lot of money because they were freed slaves. Um, So you couldn't pay a poll tax. Okay. So fast forward to 2021. Well, we can't use a literacy test. Can you use poll tax? What else can we use? Oh, okay. Exactly. So that's why they're (laughs) calling this. Same, same. Jim Crow. 2.0. 2.0. I mean, it's same, same. I mean, wake it, up, people. Yeah. And they also, like, you have county officials who, um, like you said, pur- have to bur- purge voting rolls. So these people are facing, um, like, intense uh, prosecution. They could be, what is the p- particular word they use? Anyway, they're going to prosecute them, and it's harsh if they don't purge certain people from the roles for whatever reason. So it's just, they not even, they're not only, they are attacking it from every angle. Yes. From the workers to the voters, to the volunteers, they are attacking it from all angles. And why? Yeah. If something allow, if it's working and it's giving you more numbers. Isn't that normally what you want? Well, I don't think that's what I I, don't, I think the powers that be. And I'm not talking about a certain group, group of people, but just I'm just going to say the powers that be who are initiating and perpetuating such things. It comes down to we have to rein it in and gain control of, quote unquote, our country. So really, it doesn't sound like you want everyone to have a voice, even though 
We that's try to truth. hide behind the wording in the Constitution. We all and, and we use truth. all these words. But really, you don't want everybody to participate because you don't think everybody should. They're not educated enough. They don't yeah. know enough about, you know, they don't know enough about this and that. And they just should not vote because of who they are. They even put in the wording of this. I think it's like a 64 page bill. Uh, purifying the polls. Wow. And that's something specifically used. <laughs> During the Jim Crow era. Wow. So it was a guy in Texas who said he wasn't aware of that wording and they'd be sure to change it. They literally in 2021 put in their election bill that they are purifying the polls. And we all know we we know, Hmm. you know what you know. Yeah. Without us saying it. And we know. So I would in your research, do you have the names of those states that have initiated I'd be interested to compare. I can look it, it up while we uh while well, we don't talking. no no yeah. no 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 don't and, look it and up. Let me tell y'all one distracted. more thing. So um again something we that know pre- for sure that Texas is one of them. Yeah. Let me just say that I, I feel like it's gonna Texas match up is well. The one who said purify the post? I'm almost certain it's uh that most of them match up with this group that yeah. were supporting Jim Crow laws. But go on. Anyone who takes more than two non-relatives to the polls has to provide a signature and explanation why. Again, um, in the African-American community, we often pick days, a Sunday sold to the polls. You have a driver, they get on a church van. So the driver of this van would have to go in there with every person over two, the number of two people, not the number of two people who he, he or she isn't related to, and explain and sign. Again, it's another tactic. I myself and again. The question is why. Agree. You got to ask yourself why. I oh myself, uh, for over ten years, but have individually. I put out a a thing. I go sit at the school or whatever I need to do, and I individually run people back and forth to the polls. So every time I did that with my third person beyond. I would have to get out because sometimes I'm looking raggedy. Sometimes I just woke up today mm-hmm. to drive y'all to the post or whatever it may be. At one particular time, I had my baby, so I didn't want to be taking him in and out, you know, you know, his car seat. So it just would be something to detour me if I wasn't me to yeah. to not do. And it's dumb. It makes no sense. I cannot see a it reason. <laughs> I mean, it really makes sense. That's right. It's, it's a, a voter suppression it's a tactic. tactic, which is yeah. designed to keep a particular group of people from voting. That's exactly what Period. it is. Period. Period. And a particular groups, because there are more than one group. Because yeah, even exactly. like they don't want some young people to they vote don't. because young people are freer thinkers. Yes. And they um, are um, people are progressive. Yes. Thoughts. They don't want people from the LGBTQ community yeah. voting yeah. because they are going to vote against or for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not just people, a certain group. It's, it's, it's groups. Absolutely. Because you want to hear singular thoughts. Yeah. You want to keep I'm things just, purified. Yeah. So talk about your um, experience to Austin. to Austin. So as everyone knows in Texas, as I said, we are going through the process of trying to pass several laws that are voter restrictive laws. And 
the Democrats in Austin walked out for the second time. They also walked out in May and they walked out again on July the 12th. So a group of people went down to Austin to show um, our support and also march around the Capitol. And it was kind of one of those things where, you know, you rally and you, mm-hmm. you different people come up and we did a lot of praying and, it, it, again, I feel alive. I feel free. She does. It was empowering. It was one of those things where I didn't only see black people. I saw black. I saw white. White. I saw Asian. I saw Hispanic. I saw people in wheelchairs who I wanted to get them and take them home. I saw babies. So it was just one of those things that even in the midst when things feel so hopeless, yeah, it still gives you hope. Yes. It reminds you why you're fighting and people say all the time um all the time uh some of my the people closest to me why are you out there marching um marching doesn't help anything why 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 nobody has to understand yeah but the people who are out there doing it but as carla always says everybody has a it role takes, it's gonna take everything we gotta throw every everything role is needed Everything is needed. We need people to march. We need people to protest. We need people to yell. We need people to sit and be quiet. We need people to donate money. We need people to register people to vote. We need people to take people to vote. We need somebody just simply sitting down having conversations. Yes. About the things that are going on because there's so many people who don't know. Let me ask you this because you, you mentioned it and I want you to go further with it. How do you feel for people who try to make this a... Um, a black, non-black issue, kind Mm -hmm. of pitting us against each other. How does it feel to get there and see non-black people who are standing right beside you and you're saying the same thing? It was this one guy, um, uh, he was a white guy, and and they were praying, and I mean, he was screaming out, yeah, Lord, amen. I looked over at this other uh, black young lady. I was like, hey, he can come to the cookout. (laughs) (laughs) so I ended up kind of partnering up with him and I spent a lot of time with him and at the end of the day I just he he told me uh, and another guy I was with he was like I thank you so much for your fight and thank you for being here and I said no thank you for being here because for me it's a little more uh not a little more it's more accepted it's it's one of the, the the few places that I feel like I belong yeah so yeah, I see that for I that. him, I, I'm sure you may have to have a battle with your family. You may have to have a battle with some coworkers. Maybe, you know, maybe not. So I wanted to tell him, no, I thank you for being here. I thank you for your voice because the truth of the matter is. Say it because if you don't, I will. We cannot get any get the things done that we need done if we don't have non-black allies specifically white allies specifically we're just putting it out there and that's the truth we have to have our white sisters brothers friends to speak up yeah i'm not saying get out there and protest like this man was yelling praise the lord yeah (laughs) i'm not saying that but i'm saying call it out when it's wrong that's right and be the voice when you cast your vote, yes, again, that's that's all I'm saying. A young lady posted something the other day. She because we we have to have y'all. We Go do. Ahead. She was at a um a pride march, and she said, "Always a what kind pride? Pride." Okay. She said, "Always stand up for you for what you believe in." 
always stand up for what you believe or, or, oh, I wish I could remember it. But I told her, I always stand up for, she said, I always stand up when you believe. Mm -hmm. I said, I always stand up for right, even when you don't believe. And she said, I don't quite understand what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree with everything that goes on. I may, my, my stance about abortion may not be the same as somebody else's or vice versa, but I know that it's right, regardless of what I believe, Good. that a woman gets to make a decision about her body. I may feel a particular way about gay marriage, different from somebody else, but I know that it's right that people get to choose that's who good. they marry. So you don't necessarily have to believe. Good point. But you have to do what's right. I love it. Sound like you a loudest talk. You usually give a good one every every episode, and that one was a good one. Yeah. So not that you don't give a lot of them, but yeah. you always have one yeah, that one sticks that's in profound. My, <laughs> deep and profound. <laughs> it's like the clouds open. Uh, <laughs> that so you one's don't, good. You don't have to believe you don't have to support the cause but you do have to understand that it's not right for a particular group of people to be treated a certain way you can't say oh this particular people is not going to vote the way that i will vote so i'm just going to keep them from voting you cannot do that people i mean you can but it's not the right thing to do you're absolutely right so absolutely you wouldn't want it done to you yeah and at the end of the day we are the minority and if we don't have people who stand up for us, who who stand with us, who stand with us, things won't change. They won't change. But that same God that you are praying to and raising your hands to, you will you have you have to stand before him. And you do just as I do. And some people don't believe in God. And if you don't believe in God, then whatever. But a lot of people that I hear um in these high powered areas who have influence, a lot of them also will verbalize that their Christianity and their love of God. And what I'm saying is your position and your activity, are you really, if you had to um, stand before God, are you okay with that? Is he going to be okay with that? Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, I don't, if, if you feel like he is, then I guess go with that. Well, if you feel like he is, no, then he ain't. <laughs> Okay, said that. If if you feel like that, you're wrong. He is not a god of hate. He's not. He is not a a god not. of hurting people. He is not a god of oppression. He's no, not. No, no. He's not. In fact, God, uh, Jesus hung out with those people. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> so if you believe that, it's not right. And when I say hung out with him, he was still God. He was still without sin. That's right. But he accepted people for where they were. And, and he was a representative in this earth and he drew people to him, not by beating them down and not no. by suppressing them. That is what I'm saying. That's exactly correct. Yeah. And I'm over here about to get in my feelings. <laughs> because she she feels it deeply. I do. She feels it deeply. And at the end of the day, I'm tired. Yeah. And if I'm tired, I know other people are tired. And I know that there are children, they are growing up and they are watching. And we are um the hate you give. Yeah. Um I can't even say the other half of the acronym, but basically the premise is this. 
someone said this. Those kids at the border, yeah, we're we're teaching them to hate us, yeah, and those children have to grow up, right, and we have to deal with them, right. So we are 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 raising people, right? We are are raising children who see oppression or who feel oppressed or who feel discriminated against or who feel hated or feel unwanted or feel like they don't belong. And then they grow up and somebody has to pay the piper. Yeah. Am I making sense? No, it makes sense. So they grow up. Hate grows up. It does. (laughs) It starts off as a baby and it grows up. And it perpetuates the divide. Yes. The killings. The division, I would say divide. And and it's almost like, how do you not do it? Yes. If, if little black boys, most of the time they look on TV and they see someone who looks like them being murdered by police. And then they see us marching in the streets. And then they see us burning down buildings. And then they see that these people still get to go home with their families and keep their jobs and their pension. How do they not hate that? Yeah. How do they not fear that? Yeah. And then uh, some some coworkers of mine, we were talking and um, they're they're white and obviously I'm black and we have really um, um, good conversations mm-hmm. and um, nobody nobody's offended in their very um, yeah, sometimes. transparent conversations. Yeah. And um, they were talking about the rioting and the burning up. And that was early in 2020. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't support it. Yeah. I said, but I definitely not. understand it. Yes. I said, because hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And when you are hurt and you have tried to say, you're hurting me, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. And nobody seems to listen. Then you act out. It's like a child. You act Pretty out much. in a way. Oh, you didn't understand that. You didn't understand me saying that you hurt me. Yes. So I'm going to go tear this up. Yes. And then you'll listen to me. And let Same me, thing. let me use the words of Dr. King because he is somehow today, the most loved and, and chosen one, even though he was the most hated man in America when yes. he was murdered. Yes. yes. He said a riot is a result of an unheard voice. Basically yes. what you just said. Yes. Yes. No one hears us. Until, and at that time, we can't hear anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because we know at the end of the day. Yeah. We don't need to be burning. It's Yeah. Because we end up, we it's a true statement. We end up hurting ourselves. Yeah. But I do understand the premise that you won't hear me. So I have to do something it's a to cry get your, for it's a help. cry for help. And let me address this because I do, um, a coworker of mine posted something on social media and again, y'all know how I feel. If you put it out on social media, it's fair game. Fair game. Um, and this is pretty vague. So anyway, um, it it was some kind. She she uh, posted a, a meme of some sort, and it was basically saying something about um, I we I can't be held accountable for what happened in slavery because I wasn't here. It wasn't me. My my fan. Hold on, my fan. I already feel the smoke coming from over there. <laughs> I just want to say my it. family uh, didn't have anything to do with it. I don't promote slavery, but whatever. Okay. Blah, that blah, is blah. true. Okay. I'm sorry. That is true. I'm over here shushing her. Um, But th- that is true. And you cannot be held responsible for slavery and all of the things that are done. But two things. 
one, you have to realize that there are residual effects. You cannot traumatize a group of people for many years and then act like they're going to come out of it unscathed. And you're fine now because now we're letting you do some stuff. So be all right. Yep. It does not happen that way. So you have to realize there's some residual effect of people because of things that were done before you got here. The second thing I will say, and then I'll let Amber, because she's brewing over here. (laughs) I also will say that you can very much be held accountable for your position and your activity now. That's right. And your silence now or your perpetuation of people who are attempting to disenfranchise uh, other people for their own political or personal gain. And it comes down to a personal gain. So you're right. You can be and will be held accountable for that. So, no, your family didn't have you don't you don't your family didn't have a slave as far as you know, or you don't believe in slavery. But when you perpetuate the ideas of people who are suppressing Mm -hmm. or disenfranchising people, you can and will be held accountable for that. What say you, sister? And then we're at our loud. I agree. We don't want you to. um, Woohoo. You didn't own a slave. Woohoo. And I wasn't a slave. All of these are true thoughts. But you better believe that you are benefiting from slavery. Yes. As I am suffering from slavery. Yeah. There's no no other way around it. If you open your eyes, it's hard for some people. and, And, you know, just try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, as I do. As I do, like I I try to understand the thoughts of everyone. I have conversations with a a lot of most of my coworkers are are white and we have deep conversations and we've talked about things from their their perspective and my perspective. And it helps me to understand, Okay, well, they're not just doing this for the sake of their life experiences have led them to think and believe a certain way. Sure, sure. So I am more empathetic. And I have more patience when explaining. I'm not going to go off or, or get upset. That's really not who I am anyway. But, um, yeah, you got to try to see things from other people's per- perspectives. You have to. Isn't you have it? to. You have to. You don't have to try. You have to. If not, I mean, we just going to crash and burn as we are. Yeah, we're just going to continue to fight and, 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 and the divide will get wider and because these young kids they ain't with that no no they're not putting up with they that. love everybody and and they'll fight anybody and they'll yeah they <laughs> so that's like, why we're dealing with you right about it more gun violence and because they're just like yeah we're not talking and no we more. are creating more and more and more of of these children who are full of anger and full of hate and sure don't feel like they belong here and and somebody got to pay for that Absolutely. Anything else you want to share about your, because we're getting close to a lot of stuff. And then you want to share about your experience in in Austin or any more of your statistics. I want to make sure you get. No, I think I got it all out. We don't don't always have notes, but we have notes today. today. Because we want it to be rooted in fact and not just, I mean, you've heard our opinions, but you also hear the facts as well. Let me put this um, out there again. It's 50 states in our country, as we know, and 17 have passed restrictive voting laws. We're all, That's almost half. And uh, only two states haven't introduced bills. So 48 of the 50 states are in some shape, form, or fashion trying to restrict 
a particular group of people from voting. And I just want you to tell me why. Can yes. anybody explain to me why? Even with the um the accusation, is that fair to say, of voter fraud? Or even if some voter fraud has been found, has enough been found to change an election? We are talking about if you shut down um 24-hour voting and drive to voting in Texas, we are talking uh, roughly 38,000 people yeah. vote to being affected. Yeah, that's a lot. That Why can shift. do we want to do that? Why do we want to do that? Can somebody explain it to me? Is there anybody out there who would like to have a conversation about this? And let's be honest, uh, fraud in and of itself happens everywhere in every situation because you just have shady people that's the who just go- are going to cheat. That's just what they do. Yep. You can't that's take how a lot that, of them got where they are. You can't take that out of every aspect and you definitely can't take it out of voting. But what I will say on both of our um, parts of researching, there's not been a significant no. amount of voter fraud that would cause any of these laws to be enacted. It's a, You do your own research. Yeah. You Google you look it up. There's not been anything. And you know, after this election that they went down through there yeah, <laughs> trying yeah, to find yeah, some. Yeah. I mean, Donald Trump all but said, find some. Yeah. So they went down through there and even, um, I mean, across the board, let me just say that because I don't want to point to one side or other. Across the board, everyone said there was not a significant amount people. True. It's, I mean, it's a lie. Anyway. You can look it up. Look it up yourself. Don't go by, don't don't go by what we say. Although we said a lot, I think yeah. we're at our loudest thoughts. We I are. think both of our loudest thoughts are gonna you be go long. First. <laughs> you want me to go back Mine, first? Mine's not long. Mine is gonna be long because I have a few little things. Okay, so we talked about the problem. We talked about the issues. We've given you some facts. We've given you some history. We've given you some things to think about today. Some some numbers that you should look at. So what that says is, get informed. Yes. Read. You may not be a reader, but find something that's going to give you some information, mm-hmm. some bullet points about these laws that are being. You don't have to read a whole book, but it'll give you some bullets yeah. and says yeah. this is going to be changed and this is going to mm-hmm. be changed. Be, be Get in form. I want to suggest uh, I'm not a huge reader, but I do read. And when I read, I usually read nonfiction. I'm not a fiction. I don't read fiction. Mm hmm. It's usually self-help or biography or something that's going to help me grow. Um, And so I suggest Stacey Abrams, Our Time Is Now, Mm -hmm. phenomenal book. There was so, she gives so much history about voting. So if you think it's an attack on a a certain party, on certain things, no, she does give her opinion. It's her book. She can. However, (laughs) she gives so much uh, information about voter, um, the history of voting. Yeah. That I had no idea. That is why I knew about these different laws in 1965, 1957. I got those dates from reading her book. And then I went and I um, researched it and found it to be true. Mm -hmm. So get this book. It's not very long. It's an easy read. It's so informational. The girl did her homework. So no matter if you're a Republican or a Democrat, the facts are there. She's done her homework and I mean, you can't refute the facts. So and I suggest she flipped Georgia. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, she she flipped Georgia because she was passionate about making the change and not allowing people to be disenfranchised. But her 
information in this book is rooted in our history, our country's history that you can look up yourself because she came straight from the Constitution on most of it, even as shady as that is. Yeah. (laughs) But we won't talk about that now. Not today. Not today. Now, do do I love my country? I love my country. I love. um, It's the greatest country in the world. I, I, I honestly believe that yeah, that's the truth. Um, because you truly can have the opportunity most times to be whatever you want to be until somebody starts jacking with it. <laughs> but that's again. OK, I love my country, but Amber has given and we've both talked about tactics and things that people are using. What I will say about the people that it is targeting let me say this about the people who are doing the targeting An assault on democracy will ever, will never be limited to just the people that it targets. Yeah. Eventually it will dwindle down to the people who even started it and everyone will be affected. So an attack on democracy, it never, it is never good. Mm-hmm. And so if you're allowing the unraveling of our democracy, it is a travesty and you need to, you, you really need to check that. Because it's going to end up backfiring and coming back uh, in some area in your lives Mm -hmm. because it never just goes to the target and it destroys other things in its wake. So but for the people who are being targeted, Mm -hmm. if you are in any of those groups, we have to be smart. Okay. 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 We can sit up and play the victim and they're closing the polls and they're going to make us have an ID and they're doing all of this shady stuff that Mm -hmm. we all agree is shady. We got to get, let me just get, let me take it to the street. We got to get hip to the game. Yeah. Find out the rules and play according to the rules. That's right. Because we can argue our point, but at the end of the day, if they're going to shorten the early voting, then we need to get there within that week. Okay. If they want us to have a certain ID, we need to find out what that is and get that ID. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you can only mail in between these hours and that hour, get there. Mail it in. I suggest, and I told Amber, there should be a law where you can have a paid day off to vote. Agree. You should, but I would make one. It's called PTO. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If I need to vote and I can't get there because of my job, I'm going to take off. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have that problem, but I'm just saying if you have that problem, you have to make it a priority. It you has do. to be important to you. And for people who say my voice does not matter, voting doesn't matter, why would they keep you from doing exactly. it if it did not matter? Why would they go through so much to That's change right. things in such a way to keep you from doing it if it, if your vote doesn't matter? So you have to make it a priority. You have to get there. So look at where the game is being changed and govern your align yourself with that and get there. They they're a lot. Um, Emmanuel Acho, who wrote Conversations with Black Men, great read. I'm gonna talk about that later, but not on this show. But he talked about he's an affluent black man. Basically, he's rich. And he talked about he lived in a certain area, I think, in Dallas. And he went to vote and he walked in and walked out within minutes. And then he moved somewhere and he was in a um, um, he went to a poll in a predominantly um, non-white neighborhood because he was visiting. I don't know why he was there anyway. And he said the line was wrapped around the building. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
that that's a whole problem. Do you think that that's not calculated or do, why is it then in a certain neighborhood you can walk in and walk out and in another neighborhood you're wrapped around the building five times and you have to stand in line for eight to ten hours? Oh, come on. I don't know. But what I'm saying is know the game and be prepared. When I went to vote this time, I knew it was going to be a, a lot. Most of you who saw my post on social media, and I don't post a lot, but I took a, a backpack. I had water. I had snacks. I had a hat on just in case the sun was beating. Mm-hmm. I was ready. I was in survival mode because I was not leaving until I voted. Well, I went to the right voting poll and I'm just going to leave it there. And I pretty much walked in and walked mm-hmm. out within mm-hmm. minutes. But I'm saying that's not always the case in some neighborhoods. Make a plan to vote. I think um, Michelle Obama said it. Make a plan to vote. Don't just decide. I might go Tuesday. See, I'm going to go Tuesday. I'm taking off from work or that's my off day. I don't have anything else to do. If I have to stay there all day, I will. We have to do that right now until something else changes. We have an election. Know that local elections matter. Who your governor is, who your mayor is matters forget the presidency yeah 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 he's he's there and he's doing some stuff and and thank you but (laughs) your local people they are shifting some things that you don't even know about i and i have to be honest i wasn't i i would i i focus on the big elections i didn't really care too much about the locals when it, it when it changed for me was this past year and i'm i'm owning it when the mask mandates yes. started happening, which I wasn't against or for. I'm a healthcare professional. If they say wear masks, I was for that. If they said not, I was for that. But um, anyway, our county judge, judge, yeah, he was coming on TV telling us, oh, I don't think we can, we're going to wear them. And I was like, who is this dude? And why is he having so much to say? And they were like, that's our county judge. And that is what he does. And he has the, the authority to make that decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like well i'll be darned yeah what's your name sir i was clueless yeah. ignorant that's the word Ig- ignorance means you do not, not know. know yeah i had no idea and then i was like you girlfriend need to get yourself together and learn about your local government mm-hmm. and know who is really directing the sales that really affect you mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. let it go out to these other elections yeah. so let's let, get registered and let's get hip to the game and let's play the game with the rules we have yeah. till we can get in a place where we can change the game. Girl, that was my loudest thought. I'm I'm going to pass it. That, that was, was long, good. but I had a lot. That was good. <laughs> loudest thought. Basically, I'm going to piggyback. This is boring. I'm going to piggyback off of my sister. Um, For whatever reason, we are in this particular place at this particular time. Laws have already changed. Um, If I had to guess, more laws are going to be changed. So we have to know the game and play the game. Unfortunately, if you have to be, if if um, early voting is exactly what Carla said, if early voting is cut shorter, make sure you are there in that particular place in time. Okay, they are restricting um, people from coming up and providing water and snacks. You take you three extra waters and you help and you give it to the person behind you or the person in front of you. You take some extra granola bars. You do whatever it is that you have to do to vote. 
And I say this all the time. And again, it's what Carla said. If your vote did not matter, they would not go to these extremes. In Texas, uh, our governor was talking about arresting those representatives if they don't come back here. Those people are literally risking their lives, their their livelihood. They are going to these extremes to keep you from being able to vote. People died for you to be able to vote, and we are grateful for them. But I always say, what about the people who are alive and the people who are to come? The closer down the ballot they are, um, the closer they are to you, and the more you're affected. They make the decisions that go on in your everyday life in the cities where you live. Get familiar with those people. Uh, pick up voter registration cards. If you can become a deputized uh, voter register, register people to vote. I'm in the grocery store. Are you registered to vote? And I'm in Starbucks in the drive-thru. Hey, are you registered to vote? Get people registered to vote. If you can, take people to the polls. Whatever it is that you have to do. And consider running for an office. You don't have to be knowledgeable. That gets you, when you get there, they put you in class. And you know what? We probably need some people who aren't politicians in these in these places. We need real people. We got to get people in these seats who care about, and I'm with Carla on this one. I don't care what party you from. I don't care what you look like. I care about if you care about me and the people who look like me. So vote, um, do your civic duty. And vote. It's your duty. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to your children. And yeah, you owe it to the people who died. We owe it to John Lewis. Absolutely. So vote, people. Vote. And when you vote and they in, in, in office, you hold their ass accountable. Okay. Real talk. I'm Real done. talk. Two things and then we're closing. Amber's going to tell you about social media. Um, I said that she is more the person who's on the ground. Um protesting and I love her for it because I think it's needed. I think it's going to take everything. We got to throw everything at this. Yeah. But if you're not that person, send some money. Yeah. Send some money. And I say that because when this election was going on, I wasn't out protesting a lot. I mm-hmm. went to a couple of things and I made my presence known uh, to the people who were um, initiating these rallies, but I sent money. Yeah. Even to the to the um they had the NAACP has a divisions for legal defense yeah. for people who do get arrested for whatever reasons. Yeah. And I'm not saying people who are breaking the law. I'm saying people yeah, who yeah, are yeah. arrested for these stupid reasons, um, you know, whatever for protesting and they're on the wrong side of the street or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I'm just saying send some money to these people that you need money to to uh campaign you yeah. need money to to travel and to talk to people and to get the word out put your money where yeah. your mouth is if you're not going to be on the street uh pounding the pavement send some money yeah and period carla we have a group carla put in a group hey guys um i don't know if you know about this or read about this but this is going on i think we should all donate and everybody in our group donated. We sent a screenshot back. For one, it's kind of pressure. Like, I ain't going to be the only one that didn't donate. <laughs> I ain't going to be the only one. But more than that, make sure your circle is Get keeping you. That's right. Mind your circle. Mind your circle. And then the last thing, 
and then we're done because we went long today, but we this did. was important. Um, we could do another show about this, but I think we got our point across. We did. And we will be back with more social issues. So, I mean, just just get ready. It's not to offend me. it. or put. I, I hope it creates conversation, even with our non-Black um, African-American friends. I hope it yeah. generates conversation for you because my last thing to say is we need you guys. We do. We cannot do it alone we need our non-black friends we do asian hispanic latino um i'm sorry um uh, white especially we need you guys to just stand up and say it's wrong i don't care it's just wrong and we stand up for everybody yeah when it's a women's movement when it's uh, a asian hate uh lgbtq we we need the same support that we give everybody else and and the reason we're so supportive is because we know we understand how it feels and i think you brought this up and again this is for real my last time but we often marvel at how um, some other uh, people are able some immigrants are able to come into the united states and do very well coming from other countries and they are standing on the shoulders of civil rights laws that were enacted exactly. because black people protested and died and were beaten and yes. killed and rallied and did all of these things to get changed things changed and so other immigrants are coming into the united states benefiting off of the blood that was shed by black people and that is just truth that's true because it says race, creed, uh, national origin. Yes. All of those things you can't discriminate. And that was because of civil rights movements yes. that was started because black people were just tired. Yes. And so now when you come from Bosnia, when you come from Yugoslavia, when you come from Russia, when you come from China, yes. you benefit from those things. And we're glad that you do. Yeah. But don't get it twisted. The reason you're able to be successful is because people, other people died before you came here. And because we're still out here fighting. Yes. So I just, I'm done. Our website is coming, y'all. Y'all watch for it. Thinking Out Loud with Carla and Amber on Facebook, Talker Podcast, IG, and Twitter. Thinking Out Loud, no, Talker Podcast at gmail.com is our email. And definitely, y'all shoot me a text, go on social yeah. media. Y'all been doing it. And if you haven't, if you're not that person to go on social media and say anything, go and read what other people are saying. Yeah. A lot of people go on there and they comment about the episode and, and talk about their experience. You can send it's us good. a DM or an email and it won't be public. It'll only be privy to Carl and I. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank y'all because we know this was long. So thank y'all for listening and to this, the end. This was tough, but it, it's necessary. It is. It's, it's necessary. We love y'all. We do. Bye, Talker Lynn. Peace.